Hello and welcome to Deluded, a Melbourne Demons fan podcast. We're here with you today, live from a Portuguese villa after a wedding. Neats, how are you feeling? Um, pretty, pretty dusty, to be honest. Um, I think, yeah, a little bit like dusty and swanny after a night out. Just <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pretty epic week. It's been a very, very fun week. We've, um, we've, we were start off in Lisbon and then we ended up um, going to just outside of Porto for a wedding and then now we're at a villa just, you know, living our best lives, having a great time. Yeah, it's been pretty outrageous. It's been absurd. Like and so, Mad Monday for last week. Yeah, exactly. And we watched the um, we watched the game, uh, the Adelaide game actually from the villa. So we had a nice group of people. Yep. We're all in it together. Yep. Everyone else setting themselves by the pool and yep. we were yelling at the TV. Yep, screaming at book TV, computer screen. Computer screen. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. That got pretty nerve-wracking. It did actually. Yeah. It really did. The last two minutes was I was pretty uh, in a pretty bad mood. I stormed out yet again. You did. You I missed was, the last two minutes. You well, had to rewatch them today. Because <laughs> I was really irritated because I just could see a horrible, crushing loss on the horizon again. If Eddie Bex kicked that goal, yeah. and what are the chances that Eddie Bex would ever kick that ball into the post? Like it was just yeah. un. It was so. It was so implausible that would happen, you know. And then we would have been two points down with what thirty seconds to go. With probably a minute to go. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it is tight, but I will say we should focus on the positive a bit. That was an incredible win. It really I mean, was away from home. Um, with some such, you know, some really big key outs in our defensive right. posts in particular with Lever and Hibbert and being against, against one of the most potent forward, forward lines. lines with, you know, incredible guild kicks and incredibly um, quick on the spread as well. So it was, and just so many forward options. So, you know, the, the fact that we had the Joel Smiths of the world and Oscar McDonald and, um, and the likes, you know, going up against, you know, <laughs> like... Tex Walker, Tex Walker, Jenkins, Jenkins, Lynch, Mitch McGovern. Like it was, it was a very impo- impressive performance. It's an absolutely phenomenal win. There's no question. And look, the last quarter was very frustrating because it was so Melbourne. And you think that when it's pouring down with rain, you're 25 points up, you lock the game down, and there's no way you should lose that game. I mean, not at all. But they still managed to concede some goals in very pretty awful circumstances. Yeah. Um, and they got a couple of free kicks, which was also, you know, unfortunate. But. Um, yeah, what what an incredible win to come away with, and and you could see the emotion on everyone's faces when they yeah. were all in the circle together after that horrible Geelong loss, and it was a real sort of show of team strength and club unity, really. It was beautiful, and yeah. Good, Goodwin was up and about as well. Oh wow, he's he copped it be. a little bit, mainly from us. Well, uh, no, I don't think it's mainly from us, Kieran. I think good, we are the least of Goodwin's worries, really. Yeah. It was a huge game for him, though, because it really if we, was. If we lost that game, I don't think we make finals. No, honestly, it is really everything on the line. Yeah, I still, you know, I still think we might not make finals, but I mean, this just gives us some breathing room, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about a couple of other positives from the game. James Harms is a tagger. He's killing it. Honestly, every assignment. He gets given. He just excels at, and yeah. so he's now beat, beaten what like Dangerfield and Sell within one game, right? And then he was on Sloan. Yeah, destroyed him. Yeah, he's been amazing. It's brilliant. And I mean, Sloan might also be a bit injured, but put him out to one side. Well, one frustration we've had with Goodwin is that he hasn't really had a tag. No, and he hasn't really been willing to tag people as much. Right, right, right. And Harms is the perfect player because he can use the ball. It's not like he. We do want him near the ball. 
But we can also live with him having a lower number of disposals. That's right. I think that when, you know, when Simon Goodwin was trying to use Gus as a tagger, it was just right. a bit silly, right? Because we need, we genuinely need him to have more of a ball. Right. But we can actually sacrifice a bit of Harms' game for the greater good of the team, I think. But then again... And he's the, also a very, very good runner. Right. And the thing that was remarkable at Harms' game is he was actually our second highest disposal runner. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so he really did even, it all. He's actually like excelling and growing from the role. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see whether they keep it up all season or whether they only deploy him against a few select players, but I think it adds a lot of versatility to our midfield. Oh, absolutely. Just knowing that he can sit on someone and absolutely, you know, wear them like a blanket. And he just doesn't give away stupid, silly free kicks as well, no. which is a good thing. I mean, I He's quite he, a disciplined player. I think he is, yeah. I think he gave away one or so, but he's not sort of like, you know, I remember when Bernie Vince was doing the tagging role, it was, yeah. there was always a bit of a danger that he was going to get suspended or something stupid was going to happen. But Harms never has that look about him. Yeah, he was fantastic. Um, Needs we have to talk about Clary. What a star. What an absolute superstar. Superstar. He's got to be a Brownlow candidate this year. This year? Yeah. Interesting. I reckon he's doing what Tom Mitchell's doing. I mean, he's he had a tagger on him. He's still got 31 possessions. He's right. using the ball really well by foot. Yeah. His handballing is out of this out world. Out of this world, good. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I still think that people just always need an extra couple of years to, or an extra year or so to sort of, um, you know, get wide recognition it just yeah. seems that way and maybe Clary's still a little bit on the younger side for that but I agree that he should definitely be in all Australian contention without question I think he's got to be in the team I think so as well yeah. I mean the only question is is um it's funny because people seem to have started this weird dichotomy this week between Cripps and Oliver mm. as if you could only really have one or the other yeah um in an Australian team or otherwise which you know Makes no sense. But anyway, but I, I still, I mean, I obviously I'm very biased, but I think Oliver's better than Cripps, or will be at least better than Cripps. Yeah, I think it's probably fair to say, given how bad Carlton is, that Cripps has had a better year. What he's doing, what he's doing in a team with absolutely no support. No support, no yeah, Gorn Ruckman. And no Gorn, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, the Gorn influence can't be understated, obviously. I agree with that. But, yeah. you know, I mean, Oliver was still doing pretty remarkable things without Gorn last year. Keep that in mind. Yeah. You know, in a team when, you know, they're basically playing with Cam Pedersen in the Ruck. Don't need to throw in a punch at Ken Well, see, that's not what I was trying to get at here. But you see my point. Like, Oliver can do it with Gorman without Gorman, I think. And, it, and that, that's what makes him such an exceptional yeah, player. Yeah, he can do it with two very accomplished Ruckman. Yeah. yeah, that's not what I was getting at. But anyway, no, obviously Cripps has probably had a better year. But I, I think Oliver will be a better player overall. And that's none of my Melbourne biases showing through right there. Okay, last positive to focus on here. Max Gorn. You called it last Superstar. week. Jacobs is a very good matchup for him, isn't he? Yeah, he absolutely demolished. What, 66 hitouts? Right. Or something along those lines. He destroyed him. He's gone past him so far. And Jacobs is just a classic tap Ruckman. And Gordon yes. just monsters those absolutely players. Absolutely destroys him. You yeah. can't be that kind of player against Gordon. No, you really yeah. can't because he'll just run you ragged, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a star, isn't he? What more can really be said about how good Maxi Gordon is? And the statistics I, I love, which I saw on Instagram this morning, um, is, which is where I get all my insights for the podcast from. Mm. Um, is it doesn't that, show, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, is that Gorn has had something like 300 um, hitouts to advantage this season alone. And the next best is the Brisbane Football Club, <laughs> as opposed to Stephen Martin. But the actual whole club right. has had something around 260 right. hitouts to advantage this year alone. So Gorn himself is destroying every other club it's- holistically this year. It's unbelievable. And Melbourne's total number of ruck hitouts to advantage is like 330, something like that. The thing that's amazing about him is I think he's so clearly the best player in his position in the competition. I agree with that. Other than maybe Alex Rance, who I think is the only candidate for that, he's the, the player that is so much better than the rest. 
And Collingwood fans were going about Brody Grundy this and Grundy that. And yeah, he's fine. But I think Gorn is way he's better. He's fine. I mean, Grundy, Grundy is just, if you want another oversized midfielder, I think that, or another big body midfielder, I think Grundy's excellent. Yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously he's not a bad top recommend, but just in comparison to Gorn, his statistics are just off the, off the charts. Yeah. Um, Needs, let's turn to some of the big questions <laughs> because despite that win, you're still pretty apprehensive. Do you I think am. we're going to make finals or not? I, I still don't know, honestly. So, you know, some of the ladder predictors have us winning this week, which I which I think we probably will win this week. Some of the ladders have us winning this week. Of no, course they do. No, I was going to – let me finish my sentence That's here. That's Goodwin on the spot of last let, it, let me finish my sentence here. Sure. So some of the ladder predictors have us winning this week and winning next week mm. and even us losing the last two games – you know, having these three sort of three win patch under our belt means that we'll still be fine for finals, right? right. So that means beating Gold Coast, beating Sydney, yeah, and losing and then to West Coast, to West and, GWS. Coast and GWS. Exactly right. So my view on that is, I I really think people have gone way off Sydney after a bad couple of weeks, and granted, yeah. it's been a very bad couple of weeks, but they are a very gritty team, and they're exactly the type of team that you know love the whole narrative that their backs against the wall and coming from behind, and you know. Pull, out, pull a rabbit out of a hat time to, from time to time. And they play very well at the MCG. They play very well at the MCG. They're playing shockingly bad at the SCG, which is strange, but they're playing against us at the MCG. So I think this whole sort of idea that Sydney are just a write-off, we need to, you know, pencil in a win there is a bit premature. Yeah. The truth is we have to beat Sydney because if we go into the GWS game needing to win, all the baggage of last year will come back. 100%. Right? And GWS is a very good team. They'll be tough to beat. They're phenomenal. They're and, exactly the kind of team that will expose us for pace. Yeah. Uh, for class, yeah. um, Cameron's back, yeah. right? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be very tough to win that game. I so we need so to bank well. this Sydney game, and then I think we should be okay with that percentage. We need to bank these two games. Yeah. These next two period weeks are the most important weeks because, I mean, West Coast in Perth, look, I mean, miracles can happen, I suppose, but I mean, not they have that. before. Yeah, but not this type of miracle, I think. Like, I mean, maybe Josh Kennedy won't play, but in general, the Eagles are just flying this year. This isn't like last year where they were not, um, they were not the same team they are this year at all. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think we have a chance because we do have incredible contested ball players. But without Viney, with a defence that's a bit shorn of talent, I don't know. I don't think we can pull it's it off. It's short of talent and short of height as well, which isn't helpful. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Mm. Um, what about our defence? Can our defence hold up for the rest of the season? Yeah. I, because this know, was a phenomenal, they did a phenomenal defensive performance. effort. performance. Yeah. It really was. It was a really excellent job. Look, I mean, Joel Smith, let's be, let's be clear though, guys. Like, let's not, you know get too carried away. The first quarter was shocking. And Adelaide really missed some of their chances. They could have absolutely... Like, I remember looking at the scoreline at around quarter time and thinking, you know what, we should be over the moon only being around 15 or 16 points down. They hit the post twice. They hit the post twice. They absolutely could have put us to the sword in that very first quarter alone. Our defence was absolute rubbish. But I think our resilience was very good. I think the defence kind of eased into it a little bit, you know? Yeah, a little bit. Like, you look at the job... Uh, that was done on Tex and Jenkins, they had absolutely no impact whatsoever. No, that's true. Right. McGovern had no impact whatsoever. Lynch came into it late in the game. back right from injury. Right. Um, Betts looked dangerous in patches, but really, I mean, given our, you know, names on the field, I mean, Frost and McDonald against Tex and Jenkins, yeah. it's quite remarkable that they held Yeah, together. it is. I mean, I just, Frost still does, you know, Frost is still a, a <laughs> bit of a comical character to watch, isn't he? I mean, I just love his run. He's, he's got a lot of run, doesn't he? Yeah. We go crazy every time Frost we gets really in We really do. He's replaced Pedersen as our cult hero, I think. For the I, I think so. Definitely as yours. You just start screaming, wheels, wheels, wheels. <laughs> he's got a great set of wheels. He really does. He's very fast. Isn't uh, he? And he still does those random kicks where he just kicks it high in the air <laughs> and closes his eyes. 
He's like a crazy giraffe or something. I love him. That's uh, he's, very, he's very, very fun to watch. Yeah. He's very, very fun to watch. But the, the thing that's a bit hard to tell is Adelaide's been such a mediocre team this year. That that's dis- what I mean. Despite their names on the field, maybe their forward line isn't actually that good. That's, yeah. that's exactly what I think. I mean, I just don't think that Adelaide's, Adelaide's forward line hasn't really been kicking all year, really. Right. Clicking all year, right? I mean, it's not, it hasn't been in great form. Right. And this week probably won't tell us much about the defence, but it's going to be fascinating to see how we go against Sydney, West Coast, and GWS. Yeah. Because I just think losing Hibbert's such a huge hole. Huge. But if we can find a way to even paper over it to some extent, we actually do have a top four chance. Maybe. I mean, I'm still a little bit sceptical. I'm still, I'm still concerned we won't make the finals. But <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just, you know, conditioned into negative thinking. So yeah. don't mind me. Okay. Last point. Slightly more negative. What's the deal with Jesse? I don't know. So I've heard on, on various blogs or seen on various blogs that he's got had gastro or Ill, he was sick last week or some things have happened to him. But oh, really? he's just not playing well, is he? I, I don't know what no. happened. He's had a rough half, six weeks or so. The first half of the year was mm. phenomenal. It's like that Queen's birthday game yeah. was almost this tipping point and he just disappeared. I mean, I said it last week. I'm still waiting for him to do it in a big game, right? And look, he had a nice play with 30 seconds left. I mean, give him that. But he was pretty rubbish for the rest of the game. He really was. But but then he couldn't really walk properly. He was struggling to yeah. move. Maybe he's, Maybe he's just injured, you know. I Maybe mean, that's it, yeah. But he really had this look of sort of grimacing and pain look on his face. But he can't always has that look on his face though sometimes, doesn't he? But the thing that was weird is he just didn't have touch. Like he would yeah. drop uncontested marks. Yeah. It looks like it's a confidence thing now. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Jesse, but... And it's fine because, I mean, you know, our other players like um, McDonald and Milkshakes are holding up. Are all stepping up. Except Milkshakes out this week. So I know, huge loss. Huge loss. Yeah. Neats, this week's Rowan Bale Award for most underrated performance. Pretty tough, actually. There's a lot of lot of gritty underrated performances this week. Yeah, Who do you really reckon? Were. I mean, I think that um, the the award must go to uh, Alex Neil Bullen uh, for all of our nibbler bashing on this podcast. And there oh, definitely has been some. We have to. He played a very very good game. He did play well. He did play well, and Goodwin gave him a coach's vote. I was very clear it was Goodwin giving him the coach's vote. obviously good. I don't think anyone else was going to give him the coach's vote. Yeah. I want to put in a little bit of a pitch for Kennedy Harris. He wasn't amazing. He could still get dropped this week, but I thought he had some nice contributions, you know? Which ones? Kicked, kicked, a, kicked one a good goal. goal. He kicked a good goal. He was kind of putting on a lot of tackling pressure. You know, he's, he's doing okay. I still don't really see how he's going to be in the team when our whole team is back. I, I mean, I think his whole, te- his whole team role will have to be tackle guy. Yeah. 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 He's not really a classy forward, as I kind of think he thought. I thought he was early, like early on. In I remember he played this um, preseason game against Collingwood, kicked a couple of really yeah, good yeah, goals, yeah. and he looked like that kind of player. He's not really. He's more no. like a gritty inside kind of midfielder. Yeah, yeah, with good pressure and a good running ability. I wonder if he could be a little bit like Jeddah. I remember we thought Jeddah early in his career would be this this classy small forward, and it just didn't quite work. Yeah, and over time he just ended up becoming more of a pressure defender. And that seems to be where Jay Kennedy Harris is moving towards. I mean, but Jetta's one-on-one contest work is just yeah. a thing of beauty, really. Yeah. Jetta's stronger and a bit quicker. He's so good on his feet. Uh, just Jetta is just, I mean, I don't know if I'd. And Jetta's a much classier ball user, I think. So I just wouldn't really compare the two. I'd just be interested to see uh, Kennedy Harris try it in that. The question is whether he gets another deal. I think that's true. But, um, yeah. Uh, okay. Gold Coast Suns. This should be, if everything goes well, an absolute mauling. Yeah, absolutely. Do you absolutely. have any concerns? Uh, no, particularly now that Stephen May is out as yeah. well, which is helpful. So maybe this will be Jesse's sort of confidence-boosting, uh, you know, bashing against a weaker side. Right. Um, but no, well, I mean, David Swallow also might be out. Right. 
Yeah, I think we should absolutely destroy this game. But, I mean, they did beat Sydney last week. I mean, and they did beat them on their home deck. You never know. Yeah. And, and they are a very quick team. And, um, but they've troubled us before. They, they troubled us last year. They really did, yeah. yeah. And they also were one of those teams, I think, where um, it's interesting because they – they, they are, they're a very flaky team, right? And they know now that, you know, they got all this kudos from beating Sydney and this one of the best wins of their entire club's history. Then they went out and lost to Carlton in this very, very appalling way, really, just absolutely slaughtered by them. Mm. And so, you know, after that they might be sort of riding the emotion of, well, we need to come back and prove that we're not totally worthless yet again. Right. So, you know, I'm not sure how that would play into it, but they, they could potentially play pretty well against us. What do you think the changes are? So we know Milkshakes is out, which is yeah, big. Yeah, which is huge. He was the number one uh, player for assists in the AFL. That's incredible. It's remarkable. It really is incredible. He's got to be in the All-Australian squad conversation. Oh, definitely. He's had an incredible season. He yeah. really has. Um, you know, I think that now that Milkshakes is out, we can't replace that kind of class, but I think maybe we should put someone like Kent in. Yeah. It'll be Kent or Hannon, I imagine, that they'll consider. Yeah. I hope that just like this... Milkshake's injury is just a very, very minor one-weeker. Yeah, they seemed a bit iffy. They were like, hamstring strain, it's minor, but we'll check it next week. I'm always a bit worried about these hamstring strains. Oh, uh, yeah. I also don't really trust Dave Misson's like, injury report. <laughs> no. There's a lot of fake news happening in those injury <laughs> no, reports. No, 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 no. Uh, I agree. Um, so, yeah, Kent, I'd like to give a shot again. He was good at the start of the season. He got yeah, injured. I agree. Bring back one hamstring tear for another. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just uh, replace all the hamstring issues in the team. I don't think Hannon's really done enough to demand a no, spot. No, I don't think and so. And there was a buy in the VFL last week. What do we think about Spargo and Smith? I mean, Spargo had a bit of a flat game, but I mean, I said a couple of weeks ago, and I stand by it, we should play him every week. I agree. He's got so much polish. Yeah. Unless he needs a rest, that's certainly possible. We don't know that. Um, I think he should play. Smith, I mean, you know, he did a couple of nice things, did some garbage things. He did some things. absolutely horrible things where he kicked the back ball out of bounds on the floor. But do you seriously think they're going to replace him? We don't have anybody else who's a good interceptor. You you know what? One possibility, I know you think you, I'm doing my usual oh, spiel. Oh, Pedersen. It's Pedersen, because I think from what I understand, they're playing him in defence. And if they don't think Smith is doing a great job in, in defence, they might throw Pedersen in. I know, but it takes a while for people to find their feet at AFL level. And maybe this is a game that just gets build, build some confidence into his game. Yeah, he's had quite a few opportunities. How many weeks has he been playing for, I guess? He's been playing for the last last three or four weeks, at least. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm okay with keeping him in. I'm okay with keeping him as well. Yeah. I mean, Not quite like, sold on him, but he shows a bit. A little bit. He does shows a bit, show a bit. Um, okay. And there are other options, just not really exist. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Harrison Petty's going to come back any time No, soon. sadly not. <laughs> oh, not sadly not. Do we give Oscar Baker a go at some point? I want to see this Ginger Ninja. I don't think the Ginger Ninja too. I don't really know who he comes in for. Our midfield's pretty stacked. Yeah. I think Tyson kept keeps his spot. I think he was all I right. thought Tyson was fine. Yeah. Um, so it's... 21. Margin? Uh, I think we'll probably win by 50 points or so. I think so too. Yeah. 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 I'm a bit wary that we could go a bit flaky again and it could be close, but even if it's close, I still think we'll win and I'm happy enough with our percentage that... Even a 20-point win, I'm okay with. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll be back next week in Washington, D.C., hopefully fully recovered. Not entirely hungover as we are right now. Not entirely hungover. Thank you again for joining Deluded, uh, and we'll see you after the Suns win. Go Ds. Go Ds.